I've listened to all 14 hours, I think. Well, on. Have you thought? Probably your number one fan. Have you thought? Listen to all. Have you? Up, 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 up. Right, this going. Right. Welcome, guys. Episode 14 of uh, of the away end. We've got a returning guest coming in. Uh, he probably is going to, I'm thinking he's going to think the production value has gone up tenfold since he's been on last time because this is now smooth as you like. Jimbo's just gone and dropped 100 quid on a new microphone. We're absolutely, we're coming into you good, right? So it's uh, Dan. We got we got Holsgrove. Alex, give us a shout down in Bristol, mate. All right, both of you, how are you doing? Waving doesn't work, mate. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like Jim just said, if, if you're thinking that Holsgrove sounds a bit uh, dog shit, let's be honest, uh, it's probably because he lives in Bristol and the, and the Wi-Fi connection is beyond poor. But anyway, we've got a lot to crack on with this week, so I'm just going to go with it. Uh, I'm here. Got- Introduce me. Oh, yeah. I always forget about him over in London, innit, as well. He's... He does all the hard work behind the scenes, which actually keeps the show going. But, you know, like, hey, up, Jimbo. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, thanks. Come on, God. mate. <laughs> give you a nice little intro there. And, you, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go. <laughs> give me some Uh-oh. beans, yeah? Anyway, like I said, we got a lot to cover this week, so I'm going to crack on. So first off, we got Nations League. A little last little bit about it because before um, March 2021. That's the next time we can think about international football, which we're all buzzing about. Prem rundown. Then we got um, a little bit from uh, one of our one of our listeners actually called uh, called in and said, uh, well, not called in, messaged in. Sorry, uh, no, no, say called in, say called in. Sounds better. Okay, okay. one of our one of our listeners called in, and uh, and we they, they set us a little challenge this week, and we're going to go into that as well. Holsgrove's got a blank expression on his face, like, what the fuck is he on about? He is, and then we got a little, got two or three extra little bits going on. A little bit about Barca, you know, and I'll just keep chatting shit, right? So we'll crack on. First thing. Bloody hell, it's not a race. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Here we go. Mate, boys, first I'm, thing, I'm first thing, Chelsea, Newcastle, 2-0. No. Right, okay, Brian. <laughs> I'm in for it, boys. I'm in for it. You been on the, have you been on the packet? Talking naughty been on, Danny Brew. Oh, you've been oh, on man, the... No, I've, been, I've, been on, I've just been on the Bevlars, mate. That's been on the Sannies. On the Souls, mate. That's oh. the moment. On the Lucas, um, it sounds like, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nations League. We now know the four semi-finalists or finalists, whatever you want to call them. One word answer from you two. So we'd have to talk about international football going forward. Are these four who we saying is going to win Nations League? Belgium, France, Italy, Spain. I'm going Spain. Jimbo? England. <laughs> Brexit. Uh Belgium. All right, I'm going France. Everyone, everyone, each to their own. And there we go. That's the last we're going to talk international football in this podcast until next year now, I think. Let's not mention it. We don't need to give it any more airtime, right? We happy about that? Yeah, I, I'm glad I, to I'm, see I'm glad to see the fucking back of it. Let yeah, someone else I, get a word in edgeways, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that Sorry. because you realise that Grealish is actually a decent player, bro? Yeah, we had his redemption episode last week, didn't he? Yeah, redemption, yeah. eh? I, like I said, I'm not a bad man. I'm, I'm, I will, I will admit when I'm wrong. And Jack Grealish, I like it. He's proven me wrong. Here we are. That's a, a big man, mate. Big man. Yeah, mate. Big man. Only big men can admit when they're wrong, right? Daniel's all full of humble pie, mate. I was fully mate. The episode was called Humble Pie, wasn't it? Yeah, because you've been listening. Oldsgrove's always telling me about fucking how much he's listening to us, which is actually pretty buzzing me out as well. I do like the. <laughs> 
for listening to the podcast, it means I don't have to interact on any of the social media platforms or the rest of you lot. So it sorts me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I wouldn't follow us, to be fair. <laughs> whoa, 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 mate. We've got Gregory van der Wiel looking at our Instagram stories this week, mate. That's give true. Some, give us some props. Give us some, like, you know. First caller f- call in and first footballer or ex-footballer viewing Instagram story. It's been a hell of a week, mate. Yeah, mate, it has. It's been one hell of a week, old kid. What do you think about that, mate? Give us some praise. Fucking get up my arse a bit more. Build a bit more smoke up my arse, mate. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Broom, you were fucking wrong about Jack Grealish. And you were you were right about you were right about uh, Man United's holding midfield. I'll tell you that much from what I've learned in the past. Oh, and also one thing I did think from last week, Finnish football players, I should have come prepared because we had a West Ham one, a West Ham Finnish football player. Uh, do your research. I think Jaskalainen or something like that. Is that UC Jaskalainen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. I did see that. After, I, after we finished that episode, I did a little bit of research myself and was kicking myself because I thought of, well, I Googled, not going to lie, Sammy Hippier, which is a very well-known Liverpool centre-back, and Yuri Litmahan, who's also a Liverpool player who won Champions League with them. So, to be honest, I've shown myself up again, haven't I, last week? I have yeah. to admit that Jack Grealish is a good player and also couldn't think of a Finnish player off the top of my head. Where's all this bollocks in the running order? <laughs> right, anyway, <laughs> cracking on, boys. Prem rundown. What we I've got the fuck. <laughs> no, no, boys, I've, I'm actually buzzing for this week because... I've watched so much fucking football. It's just it's flying out of me. The bullshit is just flying out of my gob. So first off was um, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Newcastle, 2-0 Chelsea. And um, well, a few little things to wrote down is now, um, was it five, ga- five wins on the bounce and unbeaten in 12 now, Chelsea, which I think Jimbo's lot are kind of shitting themselves for next week now. So what do you think? You see the game, James? No. No? Any action? Uh, I saw her off it and then I watched her highlights. And I think I can basically say where it's going. Chelsea looks shit hot, don't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they did look shit hot against Brucey, which I'm not going to lie. Is Sorry, Baker, and if you're listening, uh, it's not exactly an amazing achievement, but also, like, you're right, they do look so on it at the moment. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> James is if for them people who aren't aren't yeah there he's uh he's just shaking his head not admitting it doesn't want to admit I got a little thing as well which uh little thing which I've nicked off uh, Sky Sports News as well so um <clears throat> Chelsea have won twenty six prem games against Newcastle that's the second most prem games have won against the team they've won thirty against their first place team. Either of you guys want to have a guess as to who the first place team is, who they've won most prem games against? West Ham. <laughs> I reckon Not Spurs. West Ham. Spurs. Is it? Alex, ding, ding, ding. Oh. Spurs with 30, yeah. Fucking they, hell. They, they've beaten Spurs 30 times. <clears throat> so that was a, just another little way of me saying James is shitting himself because they've lost 30 times to them. This, So it's, it could be oh, 31, mate. who knows, after this weekend. That's a trophy for us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Always got yeah. your eyes on silverware, Jimmy, don't you? <laughs> we'll find out this weekend, won't we? Big, 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 big fixture this weekend. Big game coming up, mate. But anyway, don't get distracted from the next big game, which is coming up, which is Brighton-Aston Villa, which I got time for, mate. 
because big Danny Welbeck is back. Big <laughs> Danny Welbeck, just bagging goals, isn't he, mate? You see that finish? Mate, he just, he one-on-one and he hasn't played 90 minutes in like over 12 months. I was going to say, how long has he been on his way back? It's been about mate. four years, isn't it? Yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that finish was naughty. Just to dink it over the keeper like he did, I thought, the king is back, mate. I love Danny Welbeck, obviously, <laughs> ex-United. But, you know, what, what do you guys think? See any of it? Didn't see this either. <laughs> Host a football podcast. Don't watch the fight. <laughs> I think I think with that one, I, I, most I was impressed with it. I mean, it's, it is nice to see Danny Welbeck playing football again after, after you know, all the injuries he's had. One of the biggest things, I kind of remember Danny Welbeck at Arsenal I mean, obviously, he was, he was great when he was at United. When he was at Arsenal, he just always seemed to score really shit goals. All the goals are dead scrappy. To see him actually run the length of the pitch and score a really nice finish rather than just bundle it in yeah. in the box. I was like, yeah, fair play to him. Good work. I, th- I think I think I agree with you overall with Danny Welbeck's career. He either scores screamers or just bundles it over the line. Yeah. And Well, talking of screamers, though, do you see the second goal, um, Sully March's one? That was naughty. That was to win it one. Yeah. Just like bar down. Absolute beauty. And James has still got nothing to add. Busy, mate. I was busy. <laughs> there was a little yeah. bit of VAR controversy as well, wasn't there? You see that whole scope with um It was like VAR all weekend, to be honest. So I reckon it's probably gonna come up again. I don't know that thing, because what was it like? Villa Villa were awarded the pen in the last it was like within like the last four minutes or five minutes, wasn't it? It was not given after a pitch side review. I do. Th- I think personally, it wasn't a pen. Like I do think he got a touch on the ball, but it's such fine margins now with giving a penalty or not giving a penalty. So, in respect of like it being a pen or not, it's it's so controversial now, isn't it? Like you can't. I don't know. It's so hard to make a decision, a final decision, and it be a hundred percent confirmed with everyone, and they enjoy it. It's and uh, did my boy Lamptey get sent off? Did as well, yeah. It wasn't like Pepe in the Arsenal game, which we'll get to in a bit. It wasn't like a naughty one. I think it was just two rash challenges, wasn't it? I mean, it probably was. It probably is a bit silly to do it when you're already in a yellow, but it wasn't the worst challenge. And to be fair to the lad, like from the bits I saw, he was all over the pitch. He was playing really well. He's putting in a good shift. Yeah, I think Jimbo's he probably a bit big disappointed. Oh, he's an absolute boy, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, he's he seems like a real good, real good young talent as well, isn't it? I think that one. I mean, he touched. He touched the ball. He got the ball first. If if he get the ball, it's an all right challenge. And he touched the ball. Then he took the player. This is where, like I was saying about VAR, it can't be as conclusive as a as a sport as such as like tennis, where it's either it's in or it's out. Whereas with football, it's subjective to what the VAR referee and what the actual referee on the pitch, when he sees it on the pitch side review, like what his opinion of if it's a fair challenge or not. It's not in or out. Is it? You know what I mean? Like that's the difference between them kind of sports and having VAR and having video review, right? I know this sounds well daft as well, but like the cameras aren't very good. If a player's like mm. running and the ball's moving, the the, the 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 ref only has like the TV stream. It's only as good as what we see. Maybe gets an additional angle, but still not great. They should get better cameras, mate. 8K cameras. Yeah, but you get them zooming in. Not to get too technical TV bullshit, but eight oh, here we go. like Im- impossible to stream virtually. That's the issue. Yeah, anyway. Okay, right, okay then. Right, I'll let you take lead on this one, pal, because I missed yeah. the first 25 minutes and I think you might have a good time explaining it. Uh, first two, City nil. Happy days. Proper Mourinho ball, wasn't it? <laughs> Got the early goal, parked the bus, hit him again on the break in the second half. 
it works. These sort of results between City and Spurs over the last couple of seasons seem to be the norm now. This seems to be the, the way we play City now. Even in the Champions League, that's how we played against them. Like, you just fucking sit back, absorb the shots, defend well, and, and wait to hit them on the break. Right? Yeah, no, I, I agree, mate. I agree. I think, I think a lot of teams are realizing that if you can sit deep and have maybe one or two or at least one holding midfielder like Hoybier was on Saturday you can ping a ball through to someone like Son or anyone who has pace on your in your team someone like Lucas Moura he brought on like I think having said that you've got to have the quality to do it you have to have the players that can concentrate for 90 minutes every single Spurs player on that pitch was fucking quality that game Hoybier was unbelievable mate he covered more ground than anyone. He put in more tackles than anyone, more interceptions, everything. Everyone had a great game. One thing I noticed big time was the fact that City had 19 crosses, Spurs had three. When when you've got that many crosses and Eric Dyer and Toby Alderweireld, they didn't look phased. 19 crosses and every single time there was a deflection, a head on it, a bloody body on it, anything, just get it away and... I think that is... Even Kane was in there blocking the ball sometimes. Like I said at the end of last week's ep, he's been drilling them after the international break and he's just said, look, defend well, we can beat this team. I think also it probably helped that uh, Jesus and Mares and Kevin De Bruyne to a degree looked kind of poor. Kevin De Bruyne looked really off the ball, man. Mm. I actually thought Jesus looked good. Probably one of the best performances I've seen him play for a while. It, um, I, I actually thought he played quite a good game if it wasn't for the fact that Dyer and Alderweireld were just absolutely on. They just knew what they had to do and they did it so well. I think it was Jesus plays like that and he comes up against a less secure centre-back par- partnership. Oh, he gets he a couple of goals. Through him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he, he was he was he was nice on his feet. He was dribbling in the box well, but just coming up at time and time again up against and Larice had a scream as well. Yeah, between, I mean, yeah. he had a, he made a couple of good saves. He didn't have that much work to do though. It wasn't like he was making a save every five ten minutes. It was a couple of good saves. Don't get me wrong, he was good. Another thing is Mares is just I said he's on, fucking uh, shit, mate. Group. Everyone's worked him out. He's left footed. He just plays on the right, cuts in on the left foot, and that's all he's got. And that's at a certain point. That's what Ashley Young got to you with with United. That every single defender, every single right back that he went against, they knew that he was just going to cut in on his right foot and that was it I agree I think I don't think he's never really found his form say it's City you know what he's going to do he's not he's not Arjen Robin where you can just do the same shit over and over again and you'll still somehow get a goal but I, I think I think Spurs put in a, a mint game I actually thought like Pep should have realised going through the middle isn't working because Spurs have stretched him so wide mm. I think I can't remember who played on that first goal with Son though whoever was playing Son on side must have got a fucking bollock in I can't remember who it was and they just dinked that ball over the top that goal was nothing to like obviously Son scored it and made the run but it was nothing to do with Son it was Tangi and Dumbele in midfield mate he, dro- he fucking swung his hips he sent two City players the wrong way he even sent Kane the wrong way Kane thought he was going to make a short pass backwards so Kane drops back pulls two City defenders away which then gives Son the space to run into Yeah. which is uh, I was going to say about Undumbele he's had um, three assists for Spurs they've all come against City <laughs> which is quite interesting uh, yeah yeah talking about Spurs um, defence we're now equal with Wolves on fewest goals conceded this season which is quite impressive for a, a team that hadn't really had a clean sheet up until a couple of weeks ago Mourinho. Yeah, Mourinho, mate. <laughs> Jose Mourinho. Well, no, no, let's so clarify. Let's clarify that. 
second season Mourinho. Well, first yeah, yeah. full season, in it. Once, as soon as he's got his ideas across, as soon as he's got things in place, <clears throat> he knows what it is. Anyway, Jimbo, we got we got this run coming up: Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. Not a problem, mate. That's, that's a tester, isn't it? Our season's pretty much going to be defined in the next four weeks. If we can make it through that and pinch a few wins here and there, get a few couple of draws, happy days. If we get absolutely fucking decimated in more than half of them games, we're, we're done. Mourinho won't let that happen. <laughs> I, think, I think that Chelsea game is going to be so hard, though. I mean, there's attacking talent, which Chelsea showed at the weekend, and the defensive organisation they had there next weekend is going to be a toughie. It's one of the fucking feistiest fixtures, I think, in terms of, like, aggression and passion and, like... All just North London, West London sky. Oh, isn't it, mate? Yeah, that's it. So I, just before we move on from City, I wanted to ask you what you thought of, um, obviously, Pep signed an extension last week, this week, weekend. So I was wondering like, what you thought of that in terms of it also being City's worst start to a season ever. Or not, ever. not ever, obviously, but under Pep. I don't know. I mean, I think, I can't, I'm, I don't know about being surprised. I'm not sure I was surprised prize that he signed an extension but I think there was also like you know if it was a 55% chance he would there's like a still pretty good chance he wouldn't I just don't think he's going to go without I don't think he's going to go on the back of last season where they didn't win a significant trophy and I think until he gets the Champions League I think there'll always be that stone unturned two more seasons to win the Champions League and well no he's, he's, he's got another year he's, he's, his contract goes until next year so oh, yeah. he's got like three years basically although I'll be honest with you Hossie, if I was I was completely opposite I was quite surprised I thought if there's any chance he's doing it it's like right at the end of like next season where his con or like at the at the end of this season maybe I was a little bit surprised especially at the timing but I think you've hit the nail on the head that Champions League there's still that stone that's unturned for him isn't it that he feels like he, I don't I feel don't like it's so much about that now though I feel like it's nah, almost yeah. like here's an extension crack on with a rebuild that isn't how I see it at least I, I definitely see it as I think he's a little bit hurt still from Bayern the fact that he didn't manage to win Champions League with Bayern so technically he still only won Champions League with Barca so I do think like to secure his sort of like legacy I do think he's thinking like I need that champ. I think he's still going to be considered as an amazing manager, but if he if you go to back-to-back clubs where you're getting paid unbelievable money and you basically get any player you want, you shouldn't be considering like champion uh, like the league and and a cup being good enough really like year in year out. I know mm. he has competition in Germany, he has competition in the Prem, but he hasn't won Champions League since Barca. I do think it's playing on his mind now. I was gonna say. I mean, I also think. I mean, I'm not gonna shit on Pep, and this like it's been raised a few times. But like, yes, I think he's. Yes, he is clearly a very, very good manager, and he's like legacy will, will stand for that. But like, he's one sided, isn't it? Like the fact there's been quite a few times where he hasn't had or just been completely unwilling to change style of play, which is you know, if it was Bielsa, we'd be saying, oh, that's Bielsa, and that's great. He's doing his. You know, fucking Wilder at Sheffield, great. They're coming out and playing, but you know, you know, does that does that make you a great manager? I, you know, it's always that question, isn't it? Like he's only ever managed amazing players doing one thing, which is just attacking and winning. I think the difference is the money. Because you say, oh, Chris Wilder, that's great that he's coming out, and Bielsa, they're great that he's coming out. You know, they're recently promoted clubs and they're small and. But like the fact that Pep has spent, what is it, 400, 500 mil on, on, on just defenders in the last few years. <laughs> just defenders. And he's still shipping goals. The bench, the bench they put out against you at Spurs at the weekend was insane. 
you talk, I think you guys talked about it maybe an episode or two ago about the five the five substitution thing. Look, a city's bench that they put out, they could put a whole five extra players out like that and they'd be walking over teams, anyone yeah. from the lower lower half. Right, anyway, Man United, West Brom, 1-0 Man United. What are you saying, Daniel? Mm, more average Man United, <laughs> won't it? Uh, i got a little stat for you. 44 pens in 121 games for United now. I'm going to bring that up before James reads the Google Doc that we've got going and starts ripping me for it. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't defend it. Some of them probably have been given easily. I do think that both pens were right in this game. And I do also think that Sam Johnson, I know I don't believe it's right, that when the keeper comes off the line, it should be retaken. But in the rules of the law, it is. However, yeah, I think... Is that Solskjaer bowl now? Is that like play for the pen? <laughs> play for the pen. Play for the pen, mate. That's all we've got left. Um, yeah, man, I think... I've got a few little things. Like me and Holzger were speaking outside. Like, I do think playing two central defensive midfielders against West Brom... It's a bit much, I've isn't it? Questioned, yeah, I've questioned all these tactics before in the past. And I, I don't want to... But it seems pretty mental, especially when you've got a player which you spent whatever forty odd million in in Donny on the bench. When yeah, he that might not be his preferred position to play in a more like central midfield role. But you're against West Brom, like they've got five defenders on. I think Ollie just isn't one hundred percent sure with his team. And yeah, mm. was Pogba injured again? Yeah, Pogba. Apparently, Pogba was injured. I'm not so sure about this, but apparently he was. Yeah. Yeah, me. Hey, I gotta say, I think that was setting up with that defense of a midfield against West Brom, and also, and also, I gotta say, I think it wasn't a particularly good performance. Fernandez was good as he often is. I thought, I thought like Martial had times where he looked, you know, he looked like what he does—he dribbles a bit and then kind of loses the ball and overplays it a bit. I think, I think Rashford and Martial looked a bit tired. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm fair enough to him because they've been playing, as you said before, all of these top level players, if they've been doing international duty, if they've been playing in Europe, they are playing so much. I mean, Rashford's all in the fucking country up at the moment as well, isn't he? So that's got to take a bit of energy. Yeah, he didn't start for England. He wasn't even in the fucking squad, was he? Uh, I think he had some kind of pull, some kind of muscle. Oh, so did did Sterling. Sterling had an injury. I will say before we move on to the United game, I actually think that penalty that West Brom got overturned was unlucky. It looked to me like um, Gallagher. looked like he yeah, got his Gallagher, legs hacked. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, whichever way you watched in VAR, VAR, it looked like he got his legs hacked in the box. I think this is. I think this is like we said in the other game. It's such fine margins. Now, I think around about the same time as Fernandez touches the ball, his shin makes contact with Gallagher. And like James said, maybe the, the cameras aren't good enough to fully tell. I, I thought personally he got the ball first, but again, I can't be biased. I can't be unbiased because I'm a United fan. But again, I could fully understand why people say that United get the rub of the green when it comes to penalties because... I don't know what that means, rub of the green. As in like, you just get get the good decisions. You get like the rub of the green. That's what, I don't know where it... Actually, Repeating it doesn't help me understand it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know what, why, where it's from. It's a golf thing. Is it? Is it a golf thing? I think so, but I don't know. Probably, what. yeah, yeah. United have got uh, Southampton, which I think is going to be a really, really interesting game. I think United game. might struggle there. And uh, West Brom have got Sheffield United, which I think that even it's so early in the season, 
I think that could be a relegation six-pointer at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. But for those two teams, man, you don't like, if you look back on that and you think, oh, we should have got three points there and you're in the bottom. I mean, they're both well in relegation or if yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, circling it at least. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield United are rock bottom, aren't they? And what they got one point. We got Everton Fulham, which is probably the only game which I didn't actually see most of. I only saw about 20 minutes of it. So if anyone did watch it, they're more than welcome to take the lead. If not, I saw Dominic Calvin Lewin went ahead of Son on in uh, in goals again. Another, another little brace from him, you know. He just does what he wants, doesn't he, Donny Calvin Lewin? And a uh, decore first goal for Everton, which um Kind of seen coming in. I was kind of surprised that he hadn't scored before, considering yeah. how many goals he did score for Watford like last season. Yeah, and I'm quite surprised about that as well, to be honest. I also didn't realise they this was their first victory after three losses on the bounce. Yeah, Fucking which is hell. quite. I mean, I think he's kind of gone under the radar because of how good of a start they did have. And one thing I will say, uh, Fulham are really going to be struggling with penalties, aren't they, boys? That's another fucking miss from Fulham, <laughs> mate. I mean, Alex, you you uh, want you want to talk Adam Luckman in a second, but Jesus Christ, like Luckman, Mitrovic and now uh, Ivan Caviero like oh my days three penalties three misses Scott Parker must be fucking pulling his hair out right but Alec it was against West Ham Adam Luckman that last penalty mate come on give us give us a little bit on that <laughs> it was just oh mate it was it was wonderful really. <laughs> I mean, what you celebrated that like? more than you celebrated the goal didn't you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was just what? What is he thinking? Not smashing it in the back of the net, putting your fucking laces through it. What was it? Ninety fifth minute. Oh, what are you doing? I hope Scotty Parker had his pants down. That, that, the fact they got um, yeah Caviero to take the pen. They're just going through the pen takers now, aren't they? Hoping that one of them doesn't fuck it up. But yeah. he's off the list. Yeah, he's definitely crossed I, off the list. He's got another list going, Scotty Parker now. Yeah. And if, if they have one more like that, it becomes a bit of a thing then. I gen- I genuinely think, like it is now, for missing three penalty takers, missing, I know United maybe like last season, or definitely under Mourinho, had a little bit of a stint where Pogba, Rashford and Marshall all missed huh. fairly like in close succession. And there was a lot, a lot of pressure on every, any penalty that we got, there was a lot, a lot of pressure on them. Like, um, scoring so that Everton Fulham game Everton all over the pitch I thought they looked really good I thought they looked really good I thought Iwobi looked Iwobi looked mint I don't think I've seen even when he was first breaking into Arsenal I don't think that must have been one of his best games I've seen him play since the very first time at Arsenal really yeah, Dinier Dinier on the left stretching everyone really wide I, I mean Fulham are a bit naff most a dog of the time. shit mate yeah well, I was going to say I mean to be fair if, if Fulham had got that pen then it might have been 3-3 and we were saying a different story they, they brought it back but I thought Everton credit to him they looked really good after a bad run I mean that's that's exactly what Jimbo's been saying the, the past two weeks with their, with like when you get a 1-1 draw against West Ham and a 3-3 against Everton that's two points which when you're in your when they're in Fulham's position, you can't be dropping them kind of points. Another little thing about Dinya though, which I saw, which is mad, is um, since he's coming into the Premier League, he's had the third most uh, assists out of any um, defender in the Prem. Who do you reckon the top two for defenders for assists are? Trent Alexander who, Arnold. Yeah, and think Rob- about who, Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, two, <laughs> the two Liverpool fullbacks have got the most assists. This. Uh, since I think it was like 2017 or 16 when Dinya came in, and then Dinya had had third most. Anyway, anyway, let's yeah. go. Let's go, go West Ham. West Ham, mate. Go on, Alex. Uh, one one nil West Ham against Sheffield United, and give us your give us your critique of it, mate. Oh, I thought it was basically. I think it's pretty good. I think we were probably a bit lucky. Sheffield, no, I think Sheffield were unlucky. 
to be honest, the mm. amount of times they hit the, the amount of times they hit the post and the crossbar and everything like that. But I think I think we look wicked. I think we've really worked out playing three, five at the back, whatever whatever you want. I think it's really given the whole team like just that formation change has really worked. I take back what I said. I think at the, when I first came on, bitching about um, Creswell being well past it, Creswell's turned himself around this season. He's playing really well, putting in assists, he's putting in runs. And like Martin Noble, like dropping Martin Noble from the midfield and getting that pair in between between Declan Rice and Suchek. I'm getting so, I'm getting so excited speaking about West Ham. Oh, going everywhere. Oh, Creswell, oh, Martin Noble. Oh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Now, nah, I think yeah, man, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think the players look drilled. They look they look fit. Ale got a goal which he's been absolutely desperately needing um, he always looks like a bit of a moody bastard though does that I wish he he never celebrates any of the league or any of the cup games he scored in I thought that as well as soon as he bagged it <laughs> I thought that's a really nice finish like you know at least pump your fist or something and he literally oh, just man. stood there like unemotional like. Uh, it was like I saw I watched this game it was like a big man thing big man ting wasn't it like he just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what yeah what that's what it was <laughs> yeah. that's what it was he did he fucking loved it chest was out he looked like he looked like what well, he is a six foot two French bloke just being like oh yeah so what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that, when you came on last time I think I semi-encouraged your attack not attack but like um your dislike or you're saying that he was past it for Aaron Creswell because I kind of thought he was as well and I've seen a couple I've seen a few highlights and this game and Liverpool game as well he's been he's been mint mate he's really been yeah. good Creswell hasn't he and um one of the person you told me to watch out for so I've been uh Bowen for, for you lot has been mint mm. mate he has been really really good like yeah Bo- Bowen's completely come out of his shell I mean it's been about he's been with us for maybe this might be the second season second full season I can't remember yeah he's really come out of his shell man Bowen looks wicked and just giving that bit of bite and a bit of he's got good passing good pace I, th- I, but think- I think I think Creswell shift into that. He can kind of play like left left centre back in the back three. Back. Yeah, yeah. It means he doesn't have to try and he hasn't got the legs to run up the wing anymore. Mm. So great stick Masawaki. Masawaki is only good for running. So do that. And I think I, mean, I, I, I think Creswell has proven me wrong. I'll eat humble pie on that all day. Until obviously until the next time he does something shit, and then we'll all be turning <laughs> against him and waiting for him to be sold in January. Just onto Sheffield a little bit, I did, mate. They're they're struggling at the moment, aren't they? I think um, I think it's uh, six six headed goals they've conceded this season, which is more than they've con. Oh, it was the same amount as they've conceded all of last season, which just proves. But mainly as well going forward, like I think I think it's McGoldrich that is the only player that scored more than one goal. He scored two goals this season. Every other player. I think I think they'd scored eight goals all season. So there's six other players that have scored for them all season, which is just when you think about it. I know we'll be going on to another game, which is a bit of a ball fest, which had no goals in it. But I like him though. I like McGoldrick. I think he looks quite I mean, good no, a lot of the time. No, don't don't get me wrong. I think I think they're just struggling in which happens a lot with them teams in the second season after they come up from the championship and they have that sort of bounce of. Play teams can't really work out how to play against them, and I think Sheffield United probably had a bigger bounce than most teams that you see coming up. But yeah, I think that I think they're struggling this season. I think so. Here's a question for you. Obviously, when Sheffield United got hold of uh, Sanderberg, it was considered a bit of a coup. Do you think if they go down in such a humiliating way, you know, continue this form for the rest of the season? Do you think he'll move on? He's quality. I think he could play at a Premier League club. Should be at a Premier League club. 
I could see that with quite a few of uh, for Sheffield United lads who played well last season, like a McGoldrich, who is definitely worth you know having on a mid-table player on your bench, definitely to have to come off. Even starting at a mid-table team, I think he would easily get in, in ahead of some players. So yeah, I think quite a few of them players will be... If, if I think yeah. Chris Wilder's going to turn it around. I got faith in Chris Wilder. I think he will turn it around and they will... They will stay up. I really do. Mm. But mm. it's it's a hard lesson to learn at this point. I think I think Sanderberg, I think I, I heard that people were sniffing around him anyway for January, to be honest. Really? It might be pre-January rumors, but yeah. I think I think from watching the game on um, at weekend, uh, I think McGoldrick, every time he got the ball, he did look as if I, I got a little bit sweaty thinking that you know, something might go on here. So yeah, I could see that. I, I just, I still don't. I, I don't know, Brew man. They haven't looked. No way. They've looked alright, but they haven't got points, have they? They're just not winning games, and they don't stay up. Chris Wilder's got sad eyes. <laughs> but can you can you not think of three teams that are worse currently than than Sheffield United? I yeah, West Ham, Chelsea, Arsenal. <laughs> Fulham and West Brom would, will easily go down ahead of them, I think. But then, it, then it's a shootout between Sheffield uh, United, um, a few other teams down there, which it'll be a shootout, man. Hey, it feels like early days in this. It feels like early days in the season, but we're a quarter of the way in, and Sheffield yeah. United have got one point. Mate, this is where this is where the season kicks on from now. This is what yeah, Johnny yeah. Carragher was saying. There's there's been no consistency throughout the last month or so with international players, like with international duties and stuff. Like this is now until March, which yeah, you know, you can crack on. You can actually get a bit of a run going. Sheffield United aren't going down. I'm calling it right now. Anyway, crack on to the next game. It was an absolute bore fest, and I sat through ninety minutes of this football match. I don't think it was a bore fest, man. I, I didn't. I didn't it was right. a bore fest. I, yeah, I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights, but I mean, there was. There was action going on. There were just no goals. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to this action fest. Nil. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Pepe was sent off. Uh, what do you think? What do you make of that? It was obviously a headbutt. Ooh. It was obviously a sending off. James, I'm just going to say, mate, one sec. You have had a negative thing going for Nicola Pepe for about the past three or four episodes saying he ain't he's worth shit, it. He's shit, mate. He's he a donkey. He's a donkey. Like I don't like him. I'm still defending the lad. It was a headbutt. No doubt, no doubt it was a red card. No doubt. But I still think the guy's got quality. What do you think, Alex? What do you Se- think? Wait, no, look, Jimmy's back in here. 72, <laughs> 72 million and he can't even headbutt properly. He fucking wank, mate. He's an absolute donkey. Where did he come from? Leal? Leal. Yeah. They are laughing all the way to the bank when he left. Oh my God. Alex, you're in. Daylight robbery at 70, 72 million pounds. That is a ludicrous amount. I mean, that's probably the most money Lila have had for a long time. But I think Pepe is a quality winger. And yeah, Matt, his, his, his movement's good. His dribbling's good. His crosses, his, his shooting's good. Yeah, it was a shit headbutt though, man. If you're going to yeah. do it, you're going to be that stupid to get yourself sent off and headbutt someone. At least do it proper. Just yeah. break yeah. the lad's nose, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he did go down like a sack of shit, but you know, yeah. you, are, you, you know what you're doing. As soon as you step up and try that, but... But what was um what was Billow saying? That he's a bit of a wind-up merchant, that lad. Yeah, 
Well, I think, uh, yeah, um, Alioski. There was a, on um, <clears throat> whoever I was watching it on, whatever network I was watching it on. Uh, streaming they, services are available. Other streaming services, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they had a little like um, breakdown after uh, like full time. There was like, I think, two other incidents where Alioski and Pepe had like come together and were like jostling a little bit. So I think, yeah, like I said, Billington, who's been on a couple of times, uh, well, been on once and as a Leeds fan, was saying that Alioski's known for being a bit of a wine up merchant so i wouldn't be surprised that he said something horrible to him however i did read um today that both players have been absolutely shit on in on social media and like premier league and both managers have both come out and been like this isn't like it isn't on like the, the i didn't actually look on twitter but apparently like some of the abuse has just been like horrendous for apparently what alioski was saying and also like what pepe's like reaction was like apparently they've both been absolutely shit on anyway let's 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 talk football it's not a ufc podcast um I think Leeds should have won. I think Leeds are the better team. 100%. I think, I think they'll be kicking themselves. I mean, they, they were forward so much. They had so many chances. It just it didn't seem to be... It just wasn't going in, was it? I think it's I think it's a time where, if I'm an Arsenal fan, Liam, if you're listening, mate, or uh, Chima, if, if, if either of you guys are listening, I'd be a little bit... I'd be a little bit worried if I was you with Arsenal. Like, they don't look like they've got a great deal of attacking talent going forward at the moment, do they, though? Aubameyang was a big part of, of you last season, and now he's now he's not banging them in. Like, Jimbo, I, I think I think you've got some opinions on this. You think that they're really going to struggle, right? Just just blunt opinions, mate. Lacazette's in the bin. Aubameyang's finished. Pepe's... Coming, Pepe's from, a, a, coming from a Spurs fan, he can't be unbiased at all, but, you know... <laughs> Pepe's a donkey. What's he? What's he called? That fucking that fucking soft lad they've got who tucks his top in all the time. Tierney. Bellerin, Bellerin, oh. and Tierney. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I actually think Bayerine was I thought Bayerine was alright in that game considering he's not really like has he played football like, I, I thought he's just been doing like fashion uh, he's been he's years, been fairly consistent for the last half a season season he had a long term injury yeah. I remember last season and then he came back from it and then ever since it's just been tucked in shirts across the pitch mate it's because he's cool mate you wouldn't understand it it's a North London thing no um, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> I thought I thought Bayerine actually looked pretty tasty but apart from, I tell you what I think only two good players I thought playing for Arsenal were Bayern and Willian and Willian's what he's 30 years old he's older than that 33 yeah 33 yeah bloody hell I mean if that's what Arsenal are relying on a wing back and a 33 year old winger it's almost like they need a world class creative midfielder Born away can find one of them that you were paying three hundred thousand pounds a week. I've got no idea. <laughs> what was Thomas? Did Thomas Partey start in this? Was he not? Is it? What's Is he injured? Nah, yeah, I don't think. Partey, I don't know if he was injured. I, he didn't start. Definitely not. No, that's a good point because he has looked. He has looked very good. Thomas Partey, and I think Thomas Partey is very good player in my oh, yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. At least no, like fifty times better. Definitely. On to the next game, which we don't need to talk about a lot because it was only, you know, the scum again. Uh, 64 games unbeaten at home for Liverpool now, which... New record. Just unbelievable, isn't it, that they can carry on. And I just want to say... I called it weeks ago. Jota's pretty good. weeks ago. Jota's fucking sick, mate. Well done, mate. Well done. You said a decent. You said a decent goal scorer was decent. Well done. What do you want? A fucking medal? Who was telling, who was telling you? All the analysts were saying, "Oh, we won't get in ahead of Firmino. Oh, we won't get ahead." Anyway, uh, I'll let you guys crack on. What do you think? 
well, Liverpool were wicked, weren't they? Leicester didn't get out of the blocks. Liverpool were awesome. Diego Jota is just, I mean, the fact that he can come in and replace Firmino and their front three be wicked. The fact he comes in and replace Salah and their front three is still wicked. All he's got to do now is replace Mane and they've got a rotational front four that is just unstoppable. I mean, that's easier said than done. I mean, because I think people, he's the, I, mean, I think he's the best of the three, personally. I do think he's up there, definitely. I think him, him or Salah, very close. I think Mane maybe is slightly better. You're right. But I mean, so my pal Sean was saying to me uh, today, I think Chelsea will win it, win the league. And I said, mate, have you seen like Liverpool's got half the fucking squad out injured and they're still fucking smashing Leicester. Yeah. yeah. If if there's ever a chance to beat Liverpool is when, when they've got their defence in rags. What, they got James Milner playing right back? Was it centre back? I can't remember yeah, where right he was. Back. And, and then moved to central midfield after... Um, uh, you got Shaqiri at centre back next, uh, next weekend, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably still do bits and keep Yes. Easy. I mean, yes. That's it, man. This is why I'm like Liverpool going to win the league because they're level with us on points. The only difference is goal difference now. How the fuck are we going to stay ahead of that? Impossible, mate. In it, yeah. they've got they've got Nico Wils- Williams coming in, a fucking academy player, and he looked unreal. Like, yeah, he's had a few he's had a few starts in you know last season, but mate, Jurgen Klopp's just changed the culture of Liverpool to be you know that fucking Curtis lad as well. Curtis is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god, Liverpool, mate, academy. <laughs> In it, just well, ridiculous, man. I think I think the only thing, and I think the only thing that could be a hindrance to Liverpool is the fact that there's the expectation now, yeah. And that could be the only thing. The pressure's on. Like, I mean, Spurs haven't got any pressure. Everyone thinks they're going to bottle it. Chelsea, yeah, <laughs> Chelsea have always been in and around, but now Liverpool are the top dog. That could be the only thing. They've got that belief. They've got that belief that just runs through them now. They they yeah. believe they're like invincible. They're not the invincibles, but they believe they're invincible. Klopp's put that in a minute. Like, yeah. You just made them believe that, right? Let's let's crack on. I'm not talking about Burnley Palace, mate. Don't care. Burnley Palace. Just gonna say, guys, it was one nil Burnley. I think. I uh, just looked at the scores a second ago. Ball fest as usual. Uh, Zaha's got the vid, so he's not going to be playing for a while. And also, he's probably going to be coming back right around the. Uh, Probably somewhere around the 12th of December, do you reckon, James? Again, in that Spurs game where he can bag three, I reckon, yeah? The bogeyman, mate. The bogeyman is coming for us. That's what I thought. Uh, Wolves versus Southampton. It's currently nil-nil. I had a little, little tiny little thing which is going to segue into uh, our little piece which is coming up in a sec. James uh, James Ward Prowse versus uh, what's his name Neves in the in the Wolves midfield. That's that's going to be a battle for the next ten years, isn't it? That they they're both young, proper quality players. So um... right, like I said at the top of the show last week, we had a we had a lad who uh, has been listening for a little while. Leo, uh, give give you a little shout out, mate. Thanks thanks for listening. I really appreciate that. Episode one, apparently. OG listener. I mean, to get through episode one or two, mate, they were fucking dog shit, weren't they? <laughs> this is dog shit. Slick outfit. <laughs> this is now, mate. Nice. Nah, he set us a little challenge, didn't he, Jimbo? And I, I me, me and you, we like we like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a challenge, don't we? So yeah, Leo said to us about if we were playing like a five-a-side team, under 25 in the Premier League and over 25, and who our team would be and who we thought would win. So me and Jim have got a prediction as to who we think is going to win. I'll go first. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe we should let Alex do the predictions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That, that sounds like a good shout, actually. Yeah, big pressure onto him. So I'm going to have to sell my team hard for you here, Alex. So here we go. So 
my under 25 team is jo- uh, Dean Henderson in net, uh, Declan Rice, uh, James Ward Prowse, Phil Foden, and Diego Jar. Just to tell the listeners as well, we're going off sort of um, uh, current form. For me, I think Declan Rice is just going to be that holding dominator in a pinging balls about. James Ward Prowse can do whatever he wants from anywhere on a five side pitch. He'll just put it top corner every single time. Foden is pretty much exactly the same. And I mean, do I need to say anything else about Diego Jotter? I'll blow smoke up his ass all he wants. He's been amazing. So there you go. Over my over 25 team is Edison in net. Thiago Silva, who I think has been amazing for Chelsea this season. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who who might have not been great against Spurs, but I think overall this season has just still been unreal. Son for for Spurs, who is second top scorer and has just been unreal again. And uh, Sadio Mane, who week in, week out, his levels just don't drop. Even when he has a bad game, the lad's still like a seven, seven and a half, isn't he? So, but that's that's my team, five aside versus five aside. Go on, Jimbo. Who? What was yours? Well, let Alex make the prediction. Who's winning that, Alex? All right, I think who's winning it? I'm going to say your over 25 team, and I reckon they'll win it by a bit of a margin. I'll tell you for why. It's because you've got Edison and Net, so you've basically got a rush keeper. So you can have Ed- Edison or just players like a centre-back with Thiago Silva and then also have the gloves on. Well, that's what I was going to say. That was the reason why I picked Edison is in a in a five-a-side setup, he's, he's one and bust, isn't he? He, can either, he could pretty much just play in midfield if you want, to be honest, right? <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. If you're coming up against, I don't care how much fancy footwork Foden, Foden's got, if you're coming up against Silva and Edison, nah. What about yeah. you, Jimmy? What have we got? Right, I've got... So there's some overlap here, I warned you. Uh, I've got Dean Henderson, and then I've gone for the wild decision to have no centre-backs. So I've gone for a regular on uh, Reese James. And then up top, I've got Rashi and uh, Jota. Nice. So it's, it's a very attacking lineup. You're kind of purely relying on Dean Henderson to do bits there. <laughs> um, and then over 25, so I've got Edison. And then purely based on current form, and and, and this man is going to act as, as centre-backs as left and right back and also a holding midfielder uh, so I've got Hoybier because his, his, stats, his stats are through the roof right now and then uh, continuing in a similar vein I'm going to go for Kane in a kind of a number 10 kind of position gone for Son and Mane up front another very attacking formation I feel that's, that's James Ball mate that's James Ball yeah. You know, it's a very Spurs heavy, very Spurs heavy lineups he got there, Jim. I mean, it's got to be a second one because basically your first one's got no defenders in, does it? Neither, neither <laughs> of neither, neither of them have got any defenders. defenders them, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, but I think you got enough attackers. I will just say, I'll say your second one mainly because we didn't talk about how well I think Kane is dropping deep at the moment. And how mm. I think- can you drop deep in a five-a-side pitch? I guess. Yeah, man. I think I'm going to go with second team and also side point. Kane's dropping deep and work rate for Spurs recently has been wicked. His so, work yeah. rate has been absolute. For England as well has been unbelievable, I must admit. Half of your over 25 team was the Tottenham starting lineup against against <laughs> City, right? So- Mate, well, uh, what do we say based on current form? Who's the best team in the country on current form? Yeah, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> 
Right. Uh, extra little bits, mate. Barca have lost it, man. Um, yeah. A little little segue onto you might have seen it on our social medias, guys, which I've been uh, I've been trying. I've been trying. I mean, what the fuck is going on at Barca? One nil lost to Athletic. They didn't look good. I only saw about a twelve minute highlights package. They didn't look good. Again. Hey, La Liga's in the bin, mate. The whole place is in the bin. <laughs> It, again, another little hit up on our social. Real Sociedad, mate. They're they're the new they're the new new La Liga yeah. kings, mate. All about it. David Silva, thirty four, just pulling strings at Matt midfield. And it pains me to say it when he's a City fan, but he's just one of them guys, isn't he? You can't you can't not love him. He is gotta love him. He's a Spanish god, isn't he? I, I hate to say it, but a little little like drill down into what Messi was saying about uh, the fact that he basically thinks that everything is to blame on Lionel Messi for the whole of Barcelona's mess up and Griezmann's agent has been sort of um, basically saying that he was an emperor. Go on, James, you do the quote, mate. He said at the same time, emperor and a monarch, and he didn't see Antoine's arrival with a good eye. <laughs> I've always heard that Antoine said there's no problem with Messi, but never the other way around. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if he's French, Spanish. <laughs> I don't Italian. know either. I don't know at that point. Could have been Portuguese, right? Who knows? Yeah, even Griezmann's uncle's weighing in, isn't he? Publicly weighed in on the issue, accused Messi of not working hard enough in training and saying Griezmann knew he wouldn't be a success at Barca after only six months at the club. Like a fucking soap opera. He hasn't been great, but also, like you're right, it is a soap opera. Alex, what are you thinking, mate? It's it's not been good as it's not reflected well. It's been shit, really, hasn't it? I, I think I think the whole thing with with Messi, like it goes both ways. You know, you're are you are the beloved superstar of that club, and you know you've forced. I mean, it sounds like the president was also a bit of an asshole, but like you've kind of forced the president out. Yeah, yeah. And, like, well, board yeah, resigned, you know, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. It's like, who else can you blame, man? I mean, you've also, you, you are the talisman of that club. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they're an absolute mess. It seems like, I think Koeman's probably under different circumstances. I, I don't think he'd do a bad job. No, I agree, man. But I think, I think me and, circumstances. No, I think me and James spoke about it before the season. Like, why you want to keep a player like Messi who want, obviously wants to leave? What he said in the summer, obviously wants to go. Why? As soon as, as soon as the, as soon as the results start slipping, it's gone. The confidence is gone. No one wants to play. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> I can't say that. I'm not yeah, feeling man. a bit of Schadenfreude or whatever it's called, though. I do like watching it implode from the outside. It's quite oh, nice, isn't it. it? Yeah. Yeah. Same with same love with it. Real. To be fair, the amount of money and the amount of the amount of players that they bring in, it is quite nice to see them just going down the shitter a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. there's nothing more satisfying than watching. I think coming out of it, obviously Real Sociedad are doing wicked at the moment, but Atleti are gonna like Barca. What they forgot that Suarez is actually a wicked player. I know. Jao Felix, <laughs> Jao Felix is turning. Is like I mean, I know he's. They spent how much money on Jao Felix, but he is also awesome. You know, yeah, that's going to come back and bite him on the arse. It's interesting, though, this kind of like exodus of like players from, from La Liga, as in like um, Ramos and potentially Messi, obviously Ronaldo's gone, like all these kind of like Galactico mega players, like all slowly kind of exiting these clubs. Interesting to see what will happen over the next like five years. I think the Real Madrid and Barcelona like transfer policies over the last few years have been absolute dog shit. They just play big money for like hype players. Yeah, man. I mean, who's that kid that I can't remember his name on because he he never made an impact to Barca. He went Celtic to Dortmund and then from Dortmund to Barca for like uh, Dembele. Oh, Dembele. Yeah, How much yeah. was he? Like 120, like something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so they've just paid him. They've just paid Dortmund another 30 mil up in, I think, because. 
there was a clause in his contract that said if he played 75 games for Barcelona, they had to pay another 30 mil. That's a fucking I mean, Daniel Levy a, move, that is. That is a, <laughs> a, a negotiation tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, I think, uh, the, what's his name? Is Fatty, I think his name is, for Barca yeah. as well. Who, yeah. he, he, like you said, in terms of like young talent coming through, I think he's the only real like shining light at the moment at Barca that is sort of like uh, hoping and praying that something like he's, or him, same for like Real with him, that Junior Victors, is it? I don't know how you say his name, oh, yeah. you know, um, I think he's Colombian. Um, like them kind of young players coming through, they're the, you know, I think they're going to have to step up them kind of players at the moment. And if you know if they're going to lose big players like like James says, they, they probably are going to, aren't they? In the in next summer, but, um, I think I think they're probably going to. Was was that Vinicius? Was that the lad they signed on like a youth contract for absolute baggins money when he was still like a sixteen-year-old from? Saturday oh yeah, Odegaard, the 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 Norwegian lad. You mean? No, he no, I think like, no, Vinicius. Oh, Vinicius. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, coming from very young players to very old players and I know I've gone on about him and blown smoke up his ass before but Zlatan Ibrahimovic is just yeah he, he's more my isn't he you love him or you hate him but I, in my opinion he's fucking god he's like he got in the notes here 13 months ago he was playing in uh, LA Galaxy in the MLS and it sort of looked like his career was just gonna like gonna play in MLS for another couple of years just keep bagging goals and just ride off into the sunset, right? And then he decided, nah, going to come back, going to start playing for AC. Came back uh, in the January transfer window last season. And now he has scored 10 goals in six La Liga appearances. Top scorer in La Liga. The dude's 39. He just doesn't, just ageless. Just the guy, in my opinion, can't do anything wrong. He's a cocky prick. But I've got I've got a lot of time for him. Just love the guy. What do you think? Yeah, he's next level, isn't he? He's just he's up there as like a superhuman almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't mind his cockiness because it's kind of I feel like he knows exactly what he's doing when he says it. Like, and it's more of like a humorous thing in that he puts out this image of him being like you know infallible. No, I just absolutely agree. Like, you just gotta agree, don't you? Like, he was playing well at LA Galaxy. He was running rings around the MLS, which. I also don't think it's that shit a league as much as it was. But the fact he's coming back to Europe and yeah, he's absolutely smashing it in with Milan. And it's just, you know, gone back to Milan. I think when someone, my was kind of feeling about this sort of things, if you're arrogant and you're good enough to be arrogant, then it's kind of fine. If you're just arrogant and you're shit, then it's just well yeah. annoying. But he is actually awesome. And he clearly, like, you don't play that well at 39 and not take it seriously, look after yourself. Oh yeah, big time. I think I think the only thing that's not on his resume still is Champions League. I mean, I can't see him really winning it now. Has he never won it with no. all the teams he's been in? Never won it. Never won it. Same with him. Same with Buffon as well. Never won it. I mean, that yeah. overhead kick against England was nearly as good. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, wait, that, wait, Zlatan's never won the champion with like, any of any of those sides. I know PSG, obviously not, but not with no, not with Barca, not with AC, not with Inter. Fuck me. Yeah, Barca, fair enough. He's not going to win it now. I don't think. I mean, nah. AC Milan are doing well, and they're like on a good rebuild, and they look to be strong. But yeah, nah, I can't see not. it happening. Unless he plays to like 45 and just, you know, plays another like six seasons in Milan, just carries on, just becomes top goal scorer in Serie A for the next couple of years. Anyway, yeah, right, that'll that, do. Boys, I think I think that that rounds it up pretty nicely, doesn't it? Uh yeah. Again, like last week, uh 
give us a shout or give us a listen on Spotify. If you aren't listening on Spotify, hop over to Apple Podcasts, give us a little review, a little five-star review if you fancy, you know. You don't have to. Give us a one-star if you think it was dog shit. That was you know, t- no, don't, don't do that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you think it was dog shit, rate it five stars, no skin off your nose, you cheeky <laughs> bastard. And also... Uh, Anyone who does have any little like challenges or whatever, anyone wants to throw anything mine or Jim's way, uh, give us a shout on uh, any of the socials. Where don't send, don't send us nasty stuff. I'm I'm up for anything, mate. I'll I'll try anything. It's because you're single, mate. You're a dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's our social? It's uh, at, at away end pod, isn't it? At, at the away at, end, the away at end pod, the away end pod on Insta and on Twitter, and also. I really, I feel like it's been very nice just to speak to one of my friends who I haven't spoken to in a long time, just chatting some shit about football as well. So, uh, Holsgrove down in Bristol, big shout, mate. Thanks for taking your time on a Monday evening to to chat some shit with us. <laughs> I wish you'd give a shout out to James Burden as well. Oh, mate. If we're going to give shout outs, we definitely need to give a shout out to James Burden. Thank you. Thank you very much, Burden, for listening and giving me a critique most weeks on Instagram. Like, Big shout out for you, mate, because that uh, that every time I see that, it makes me giggle, man. If you listen to this, all right, Burden, it's Grove, not... Yeah, Burden, if you're listening, that's the big long-haired ponce from the courtyard at school, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice one, boys. Done now. Bye. All right, bye. Yeah.